Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. I am your host, Dusty White, the author of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and Advanced Tarot Secrets, uh, both of which are available on Amazon. Also have a professional course that will take you from absolute beginner to Zen master at uh, easytarotlessons.com if you are interested in that. And we always have free lessons if you want to sign up for our newsletter. So today we have a free lesson for you. This is with George. A lot of good stuff that will cover information useful to most readers, but specifically we are talking about how to determine that you're actually reading the future and not something internal, not just your personal bias or something that may be happening at the moment. We also discuss the fluidity of time and the problem with time and space and how things are not set in stone. So the dilemma of reading from a point of view that things can change. So we cover all that and then we cover some on court cards and yes, no spreads and how best to use one two or three card spreads so uh we'll get right into this please take notes thank you for being here if you have any questions just email me you know the address or post a comment in the comment sections all right here we go so i'm um, looking at your question here and i see that uh, what you wrote was that the biggest problem for me would be to make sure i'm actually reading the cards about the future and not my own internal state at the moment right. uh I, I understand that, but do you want to clarify that or add anything to it? Well, basically, I don't suppose, suppose, uh, just a made-up situation. Somebody's sure. asking me, okay, well, um, should I, well, am I going to stay with the job this time next year, okay? And I'm looking at the person, and I see this person totally hates the job, and uh, so the cards would somehow tell me that oh well no you're not going to be in this job anymore because that's that's what kind of i'm picking up from his uh, state even though the truth can be that you know his uh, attitude is totally changing you know tomorrow and he he's going to in fact be there something like that oh no no okay i get what you're saying um it's a good question and this is a problem with the uh well the whole time space continuum thing being so damn fluid be nice if it were just nice and orderly and you know just what is it manifest destiny or predestination or even determinism where you know all of these point to things will work out because they're supposed to and i really hate it when people say oh things will work out automatically it's, yeah you know tell that to hitler and all the people no that was a that was a, a first class fuck up um so good things don't happen unless we do something so the problem is there, there is no guarantee in life, and if we're supposed to, you know, read the future, uh, it's, it, it really screws with your head. It's like, well, how does this stuff work? So, um, with specifically reading about the future, not your own internal state at the moment, or picking up your personal feelings or biases, because this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I myself have you know, had to work through this. I, I, I screwed up for 15, 15 years. I did everything wrong. I read the books. I mean, no, I'd granted I was a kid starting out. So, you know, it's not like I had all of the life experience and emotional maturity, but screw that. I wanted to learn how to do it. There was some crazy, you know, thing that was with me. It's like, wow. It was like, 
the childhood Harry Potter. I'm like 10 years old going, oh, my God, this stuff called magic. Oh, boy, squeaky voice. You know, does this stuff work? <laughs> and you get these crazy results that amaze you, but didn't come out exactly how you wanted. And then, you know, you try this like divination stuff and it's like, Rawr. so the, the point was that it took me a long time to, to, to fix this mess. And I run into this problem over and over and over again. So beyond what you say, like yes to what you say, and then a, a little bit beyond so we can really help a lot of people here. Um, the shortest, simplest answer that actually works that I have come across with it is that um, ultimately it all comes down to your intuition. Uh, the cards are designed, well, designed, it's a game, but we use divination, so I'll just say designed, you know, and people won't skew me, um, skewer me from saying, well, it was a game in 1430, yeah, okay, fine. But colloquially, the cards are designed to stimulate our uh, intuition to kind of cough up the answer uh, to the question we're asking for, which sounds oversimplistic, but at the same time, there's the secret to everything. One of the biggest problems that uh, readers do to themselves, and I've seen this over and over, and I just wish I could wave a magic wand, get everybody to stop, is don't do blind readings. Um, If you just start, it's literally like shuffling cards and just pulling one out. Like, I don't know, I'll just shuffle cards and I'll pull out the Seven of Swords. What does that mean? Uh, oh, no, run away. You know, it's card of the day. Oh, God, it's going to be a horrible day. People are going to stab me. No, it's a random card. You didn't say, you didn't, God, I, I'm going to get monotheistic here. You didn't grab that old man in the sky, angry old man in the sky, by the, by the what is it, the, the scruff, and go, listen, you. By the way, before you, smote, before you smite me, listen, you. I need to know what's going to happen today. Give me the right card. And to a, to a sense, as sacrilegious as that sounds, that's really what it comes down to. Because you think about faith. All of our religions are like, you got to have faith. you got to have faith. Even fucking George Michael is like, you got to have faith. And then they go, oh, please, baby, please, please, baby Jesus, please, please. It's like, that's not faith. Tui. Faith is walking up and kicking the baby. Oh man, nobody kicks baby Jesus. But the idea is that you gotta walk up and you gotta say, "Hey, I got, you know, balls of steel. I need to know this." It's the same thing from Job. You know, God's gonna take him. God's gonna take him. So in that sense, this is this is really hard for beginning uh, readers and and even intermediate readers because you know it goes against what we were taught. But you just got to have the stones to, to literally set in your mind that your job is to formulate a kick-ass question. And then you shuffle, and you're making like a compact. I like I like that, you know, the agreement between nations from like contract or anything. It sounds weird uh, if you think about it too much. Making a compact saying, okay, here's what I need to know. And by proxy, because I've done my study, because I've done all this, you are going to, you know, whoever you want to call out there, you know, friends, happy helpers, um, any name for God. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Or the polyistic thing, pick one. Um, Or generally like the gods. Okay, somebody out there, help me. Um, The thing is that you just got to have the stones to go, I'm going to do this. I'm shuffling and... There's going to be a little, I, I call it like the little ding of awareness, and it's, it's a dumb thing. I got like a hotel bell, you know, and, and it, it, but it's like that. It's just like the little something alters in your brain. So stop shuffling or, or you know, a card will flip out and you'll look at it and go, 
holy crap, that's that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So this and uh, this is great because he was like, well, the cards just do all the work for me. Um, so if we want to get you out of your current state and really get the best possible answers, it all comes back to you know that big gobbledygook that I just said was. Um, Breathe, relax, practice, do the exercises, develop a, you know, a, um, a dialogue with your card, you know, where they're, they're, you can talk to them, they talk to you, the jokes back and forth. I mean, that's this, you know, good communication uh, with the divine, so to speak, the cards. Okay, so we got all that down because, you know, this didn't happen our first time we pick up the, the cards. So we've done all that, and now we're like, okay, there's a question. Really focus intently on what you want and try to visually shove that information to the cards. I mean, it doesn't really work that way, but that's the mindset that actually makes the magic happen. Um, yeah, you know, it's not, I mean, if you think about it, we're, we're not physically like shoving information to the cards because cards are scraps of paper. But by having that mindset, again, we don't have to know how every particle and atom works in order to harness the awesomeness of like nuclear power or electricity or, or flight. You know, my dad was an aerospace engineer, worked on the Apollo projects, and he tried to describe lift to me over and over. And I'm like, it makes no sense. I understand what you're saying, but but nonetheless, I'll jump in a plane. Cool. You know, so we don't need to understand exactly all the gobbledygook that really is behind this. I mean, it's nice if we can, but it's not a prerequisite but if we go in a good solid strong question give ourselves enough time to shuffle because you know i hate it when people shuffle like once or twice and go oh, that's it or here you shuffle them for me because i don't want to absolve myself of any responsibility in case the cards are wrong you know or i don't know when to stop shuffling um so if we do that then what we're doing is we're priming our intuition to go, hey, hey, stop, stop. And then, you know, one card, two cards, we throw out a spread, however it is that we're doing. Um, I, I like fixed visions and spreads because they give us more information, but I've talked about that before. And I will definitely talk about that again. So anyway, we've thrown down the cards. Now we're staring at them. And this goes into your other questions as well. The fact that we've done all this, I call it pre-spread work, as in anything before the cards hit the table, is kind of like the pre-spread. So we do all this stuff. It becomes second nature when we when we uh, get into it. It's all thoroughly described in advanced tarot secrets. I mean, like there's just pages and pages and pages. But the simple version is is to what I said, you know, what I said already. You know, good clear question. Know what you're asking about. If you have to talk to your client, you're like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Help me understand. Ah, okay, I get it. Okay, blam. Here's what I see. Um, Th that right there, that process will solve so many problems. It will definitely help you know that you are not reading about something right now that's bound to change. But the way, let's say like a Celtic cross is, because it's like an overview. It says, here's what's happened. Here's how you got here. Here's where you're going. And by the way, here's some other people doing some stuff. So it's like an overview spread. That's a snapshot. Uh, back in my day when I was a little boy, they had this thing called a Polaroid. Um, it's uh, like a digital picture <laughs> that prints out immediately. So the idea was you get a snapshot of what's going on right now at this moment. So we take a snapshot of the company picnic. It's like we can presume, oh, we're going to be eating hot dogs and hamburgers or what does it help? You know, oh, I see that's probably a little xenophobic. Whatever people eat at their company picnics, that's what we're going to do. We're going to play whatever games they play, et cetera, et cetera. 
what we're doing is we're projecting based on this current events, based on your current rate of travel. Actually, I probably just should have said, um, you know, you're driving from New York to Bakersfield, which is just a bad idea. But, um, you know, if, if you're in Milwaukee, you know, doing 80 miles an hour, well, yeah, 80 miles an hour, screw the cops, um, you will probably have to go to the bathroom in about one to six hours. You will probably need to stop at a Denny's uh, at such and such a time. You'll probably have to uh, hit a motel within the next uh, 24 hours. These things are just given based on the fact that you are on the road, you are going. So that's how we look at the spread. If we've done all of our work right, and especially if we've done that technique of uh, verifying the spread, which is you know also in the black book, um, where we verify the spread before we even open our mouths. It's like, wow, that way you're never wrong, right? So we do all this. Then what we're actually getting, uh, if you know, if we're asking the questions properly, is we're getting what's going to happen along the, the way. This also solves a problem of timing because the best way to solve timing problems is to work timing into the question because the cards themselves don't really have like well they don't have like a little dial that'd be kind of cool if somebody put a um um like a, a time attention everybody it's copyright dusty white because i'm saying it here um you know you put a little clock on each card you know just a little maybe dial up in the top right corner or something so you ignore it on most readings but if you need like uh you know somebody says when is this going to happen or what day it's going to happen or how long is it going to take They're like okay well just you know and you literally say i'm ignoring everything except the clock show me the right card show me the right card. And you say oh see, seven o'clock on tuesday i can't be wrong because the card says so um but to make sure you get rid of reading the cards about the future not your own internal state at the moment as ambiguous as it sounds, because we've done this circumventually to get to this point, or we've taken a sort of circuitous, there's some people are yelling at me, yeah, I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've taken a, a, a long way around. Uh, uh, um, but this, I promise you, we'll, we'll just solve it very easily. And then um, I think you mentioned something about... Um, well, like uh, yes yeah. or no spreads, that this would be great. You know, when when can you use them? When you shouldn't use them? Well, actually, I wanted to get to the win a court card means a card versus something else, and then uh -huh. the yes or no spread afterwards. Because yep. um, uh, okay, so your other question was something about like uh, when does a court card, especially a court card, indicate a person, and, right. and wisdom about a process or situation. Now, again, not to dodge the question, but again, this is why I did the whole rant about intuition. There's no set formula. There's no Kabbalistic formula or numerological formula or hell, even astrological formula, because this isn't like an astrological deck where it's a pure astrological deck. So there's no artificial system that we've been able to journey to the full that we've been able to put on to the tarot and say, ah, you know, this will do the work for us. Uh, and, and, you know, talking about circumvental. Um, this side note that I really wanted to bring up here is that this brings up the point of why designing oracle decks or oracles at all is a process that should be taken with great care, research, and expertise. See, we can't have cards that mean too many things. Otherwise, no matter how good you are, it's just it's too many variables. Um, so there are other 
so-called oracle decks where people have just said, I don't want to be constrained by the tarot, but I want to do a, a deck that's like the tarot. Uh, so they call them oracle decks. And some are good and some are bad. Well, some some seem to work better than others. So I'll just put it that way. I don't want to place judgment on them. And then even just with the art that different people use, uh, you know, different people will make their own tarot cards and because they're artists. And then we'll have different quality, not just to the image, but when you're actually reading with it, it's like, wow, does the art changes the meaning of the cards? So what that means is that taking all of that together, we have this problem of um, we need a set of cards that can represent anything, but they can't re represent too many things, but they all have to kind of pull double duty. So then we get these things called court cards where all the kings are sitting, okay, and all the queens are sitting, and all the knights are sitting, and the pages, ah, ah pages are standing. Well, then, you know, we read the book. I've, I've read Eden Gray. I mean, that was like the first book I ever read. It was like, oh, okay, fair-haired people, dark-haired people. I was like, what? That's, that's jingoistic. That's a Northern European-centric. Jerks. Um, and then, you know, pages are boys or messengers. Well, what about girls? Uh, well, you know, and knights are young men. Well, what about girls? Well, you know, okay. And then, then there's the argument, oh, well, we can make the... The knights, uh, let's see, the masculine suits, that would be like fire and air, um, male, and then the feminine suits, female. It's like, ah, oh, see, we're egalitarian, haha. So, I mean, we could kind of do that, and it does kind of work, but this, the problem is it all comes down to your intuition. And that sounds like I'm dodging the, uh, the question. by going, oh, it's just your intuition, there's no, and the, but the thing is that there's no system that will do the work for us. So knowing that, we have to get our intuition. And the reason why I say that is you and I can play, you know, some of the games. Um, there's a whole bunch of tarot games. But, I mean, I'm specifically the ones that I have in my book because they're not tarot games like poker or bridge or anything like, like they play in Europe. Where Literally, these games are thinly veiled exercises to develop your skill. We can play like uh, War, um, which is like, you know, kind of a card game, you know, a king versus king, ah, you know, or, or um, uh, friends and enemies, or, or I can't even remember the damn game's never-ending story. We, we can do that, and in that sense, we have to make suppositional or hypothetical meanings of the cards based on their, you know, traditional meanings or something we see in the image at that time. That's nice. Uh, and it's good practice, but when we're out there in the real world, the problem is we only got 78 cards, and we'll have people coming and asking us the same question, different questions, uh, and and that's nice. But even if we have 10 people asking us the same question, you know, we're psychic, but we have 10 people. Tell me about my relationship. Okay, tell me about my relationship. It's like, oh my God, everybody wants to know about their relationship today. Even if it's the same question, they all come from different places. First guy is an alcoholic abusive jerk. The second guy is a romantic fool who has bad taste in women. Third one is a single mom who's just like, oh, my ex-husband's kind of a jerk. You know, Maybe there's something we can do. They're all saying the same thing, but they come from different walks of life. They're different people. So it's not like the cards are going to say the exact thing and we can't. You know, exact same thing. We can't just give vague advice like, well, you got the page and you got the page. And so this is what I mean by your intuition is going to have to come in and, and like literally force feed you go, oh, the, 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 the stuff that's like floating through my mind is blah, 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 blah. And then you, you say this stuff and you're like, 
you know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, because you got big giant balls. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and then their jaw drops. And goes, wow, how did you know this? And the moment your ego gets in the way, it's like, ah, oh, you're like. It, it slams shut. So we got to go like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, at the end of the day, we're going, yeah, I nailed it. I nailed it. I got $500 in tips. But but when we're reading, we got to, you know, anything to keep that intuitive flow open. Now, having dodged the question by saying, oh, it all depends on your intuition. When a court card means this or that, but especially things like pages, you know, because it's a message or it's news, good news, bad news. It's a it's a student or it's a boy or a girl or a birth of a baby. I mean, this is, oh, my God, we're just going forever on this. Um, when you are doing, let's say you're doing the exercises out of uh, the easiest way to learn the tarot ever, for example, if you're doing the exercises, you're kind of shit out of luck. Uh, oh, attention, warning, kids. There's a lot of vulgarity in this particular episode. Thing. Um, but th- that's, that's kind of, you know, on you. Uh, but when we're out in the real world, you have things that kind of cheat to help you. First off, uh, we have the client. The client walks in. Ding, ding. He's like, hello. Uh, welcome to Dusty's Psychic Hell and House of Pain. Yeah. Why are you wasting my time? It's like, I want to. It's odd. Okay. I want to know the liquidity of my assets in Istanbul that I'm hiding from the government because I had to move them out of Panama. Papers, whatever. Okay. Probably not talking about romance or children. Not saying that that, that's not going to happen, but already the question kind of leans us in the direction that. If, you know, if we did a 10 card spread and we suddenly, you know, somehow like 10 pages came up, like impossibility, but like somebody get the deck. Chances are this would be messages, memos, financial reports, that kind of stuff, because they are talking. So your client's situation kind of sets the stage. Single mom comes in and says, boy, I got uh, all these kids and I'm wondering, uh, what am I going to do about uh, preschool options? Again, that doesn't mean that the pages can't mean messages, but it just kind of leans so occasionally. Um, what does help, but we're not nailing this down in stone, um, but one of the first things we have is in the real world when we're giving real-life readings versus, let's say, practicing, mm-hmm. our client's situation will steer us. Now, we don't want to take that as gospel because then – we're setting a logical wall or a logic wall, which, you know, can effectively block our intuition. Just trying to go, no, hey, this you don't understand. It really is a kid. No logic wall says, you know, because that's one of the things that uh, really stops a lot of people from reading well is um, ah, this bothers me. But I hear it over and over and over. Pisces and Scorpios and what is it cancers they're water signs they're the best people in the world they're supposed to be you know more psychic than everybody else well the water signs astrologically if we just want to say generically yes they're more impressionable yes they're the brain kind of leaks so it's easier for stuff to get in whereas like you know taurus capricorn virgo it's like mm, i'm i'm earthy i you know i think and things are or, or gemini and virgo ruled by mercury it's like i'm analytical i'm analytical so these things don't lean to such like sponge head activities where it's like oh it's so easy it just flows inside me so some people feel less let's say psychic because it's a misnomer but um they you know because you know psychic is more than just you know being able to just pull in information so in that sense um 
to help us. Um, some we we have fixed position spreads. We have our clients' uh, questions. We have the question that we shape. These are all tools that we use to kind of scoot us in the area without creating a logical wall. The problem is with logical walls is people who are very intellectual, analytical, or or you know very stubborn. Uh, their brain will process things in that particular way, excuse me, which um, we have to train them to kind of ease off the gas pedal on that while they're in a, uh, in a, in a reading, uh, we're in a reading state. So, okay, that's that probably needs a longer explanation. Um, but again, we're all cir- we're, we're circling around to how do we know when a card means card, especially with the pages and the court cards or whatnot. So, um, given everything, no matter who is reading, whether they're super psychic sensitive or you know much more let's say pragmatic, um, it really really helps to know what your client is after. Okay, if you have to do a blind reading, there's no way around it, fine, do a blind reading. Uh, and expect it to be vague. And then as your client talks to you, you, might, you start getting a better understanding and go, oh, wait, this connects to here, connects to there, connects to there. Unfortunately, this all takes time, which means your client's going to be paying by the clock, paying on the clock. So um, it really is better for everybody if they come and say, hey, you know, here's what I want to know. I don't need to tell you every last detail, but give me an idea. You know, I want to buy a house. Ah, okay that much i can grasp okay that's uh, so then uh on after that your client feeds you information hopefully they're telling the truth but uh, you know people being what they are you, you just get you know roll the dice see what you got mm-hmm. now it's up to you as the diviner to um figure out exactly what question that you are going to ask and and here's the thing that i i can never say this enough it seems so I'm so glad that we we're talking about this. The cards will only answer the question that you ask. The cards will never answer some other question. The cards will never go, oh, no, no, no. I know you said you want to know about this, but we're going to tell you this instead. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way. That, that's what you call random cards. Oops, I didn't shuffle enough. I, this is random cards. Now I'm making up something going, no. And then, and then your client's like, wow. This sucked. And the next thing you know, you got a bad reputation. Like, what did I do? And it's like, well, they told two friends and they told two friends. And I go, shit. All because, you know, so if you're ever in that point, it's like, this, no, this is, the cards want to tell you something else. Tear down the spread, shuffle, just go, ha, 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 mea culpa, mea culpa. I screwed up. Okay, by the way. And I'm shuffling and I'm talking to you, going, wait, if I understand right, you want to know blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no. Like, ah, okay. Or yes. And I go, okay. And it's like, this, you know, cast a second spread. I promise it'll work out. So here we are, back to the situation. A whole bunch of uh, interesting information, hopefully, that's ancillary to this point, uh, but supportive. So their situation, ask a really good question, something that you like that you can go, mm, I can, you know, you don't have to make that noise, but you can, like, really feel passionate about i like this question i confuse this question into the cards i'm shuffling going okay just i don't need all the cards to be in the right order and while you're doing this you're deciding what spread you're going to cast because like it it really helps if you go okay client's got a situation Uh okay i understand what they're asking me i'll ask them a question or two okay i got a good basic picture of what they're going after how do i want to phrase this question and at the same time which spread kind of like you're you know 
feeling around in the dark with your hands like which one you, who did it you're looking like which which one of these spreads that i know really is going to give me a good answer because they all, you know, like Celtic Cross, I'm going to overview spread, roundabout. I tell you how to get things done, past, present, future. I'm real simple. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, no card spread, you know, just, just kind of throwing out cards. Well, I have my own. You know, all these different spreads, and I, you know, I go on and on and on, but belabor the point. All these different spreads have their usefulness, which is why I want you to work with just a few spreads. You know, five to seven, you'll probably use one or two or three regularly and then the others you have for special occasions um so you're shuffling you're figuring out the question you like and you're like i'm going to use this spread now just by doing that you've gone to the big man in the sky or you know again several big deities or you're just gonna you know again whatever hey happy helpers and you said oi here's what we're gonna do i'm asking this question i'm using this spread i need you to pull uh, again going back to the celtic cross because it's real simple i need you to put the top 10 cards in order you know i'll just shuffle but when you go ding stop shuffling whether i'm supposed to cut or i just cut or whatever it is when i start dealing cards i don't give a rat's ass about the bottom 68 cards but i need those top 10 cards to be just in the right place and i need the best possible cards that'll speak to my monkey brain because humans cannot possibly contain everything in their head so the cards that speak to me may be slightly different than the cards that speak to somebody else so this is the implied agreement that we're making if we do all of this properly bam it solves so many problems now, we've asked a question, um, so the client situation and the question we ask go a long way in determining the parameters of what a court card or a trump card, well, any card, but especially a court card or trump card, will apply to. And then what I like about fixed position spreads, like Celtic Cross, you know, this card means this what you know there there's no card there but you know oh card position seven you're gonna be afraid of this whatever comes up oh scary you know but but card nine is like yes <laughs> creepy way he's like come here come here the cat's like oh no run away um in that sense fixed position spreads seem limiting at first but when you're actually in the reading I like to call it like a mosaic. Every little tile or stone adds to the overall picture. As you step back from your Celtic cross or other fixed position spread, but especially like an overview spread, all of a sudden it starts to make sense. Like, holy crap, because you can see the individual cards, because that's, you know, that's the first thing we do is our first pass. We're like, I'm reading this card, I'm reading that card. Then we step back, we kind of lean back or look at it and take a breath. We're like, Wow, now we can see the theme, we can see the patterns. Um, this is a cheating, ethical cheating way to figure out if there's a particular card that's not making sense. So we've done everything already, and we still got like a page or, or, or court card. It's like, argh, it doesn't have to be a court card, but let's say court card, because that's the one that usually gives people problems. Mm -hmm. It is okay, uh, you know, if anybody's out there here, I give benediction it is okay to read around that card like again we got 10 cards in the spread hypothetically fine read the other nine i i, I tell people in, in class i say take your hand and put it on the card and just kind of 
rotate your hand, you know, like 15 degrees or, or just, just move the card 15 degrees. So everything's, you know, I'm straight up, I'm straight up. And this one was like cattywampus. Like, ah. That's a very easy visual clue that you got to go back and check that card at some point. But having done that, you don't have to hold it in your uh, frontal cortex or whatever that thing that's called. Um, you don't have to have that front and center in your mind. Because you know how if you have things front and center, it's like, but wait, now I can't think of something else. So it's a little like a post-it note. It's like, okay, I switched it over. Now you can read around it. You will find, and this is something you can't do in one-card spreads. And, and see, now this is the whole thing about one-card spreads and three-card blobs and stuff like that. Is You can't really get a lot of support from other cards like you can in a fixed position spread where – all the other stones in the mosaic are painting a picture and then it leaves a glaring hole. So when you go back to this card, now you're armed with a whole bunch more information. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. So a lot of what I've been telling you is it's all circumvential, but rather than, you know, oh, it means this or that. The problem that I have is I can't point to a specific time, day, place, location, event, or anything, say, aha, this will tell you when a page is a page or a page, you know, like how a page could be a page out of a book, literally, because you know, it's a message. Um, you know, I like to say, uh, uh, this is overly simplistic, by the way, so kids at home, don't try this. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, page of wands it's a memo because i like the way he's like hello hello it's a go it's a, it's a memo uh or page of cups good news page of cups reversed uh, bad news you know page of uh, wands reversed oh i didn't get the memo on that and i didn't know we were supposed to be okay so that's an easy way of looking at it but again you know now we have kids and whatnot so what i found is because each reading is unique, even though it'll have similarities with other readings, especially when we do tens of thousands of them over our lifetime. Um, each reading essentially is unique, where these 78 cards have to answer 10 10,000 things could potentially happen to you in a day. I go to work. Oh, yeah? Well, I go to work and get a flat. Ooh, I'm late for work. Why am I late for work? I got a flat and nobody helped me. I got a flat, but I had AAA. I got a flat and then some guy came by. I got a flat and the cops came by. I mean, just that thing about going to work, I've already worked up like eight possible scenarios just on the way to work. So, I mean, the idea of like 10,000 things that could happen to you when we're talking to our clients, we want to have specifics like that. We don't want to go, oh, it looks like you get a job. We'd like to be able to go, wow, it looks like you're going to have trouble going to work tomorrow. Even if we don't know, it's going to be a flat tire on the on the I-17, wherever that is, and, and whatever. The, the fact that we can wiggle down enough to go, I'm seeing you're going to have some problems on the way to work. Be careful. It's like, oh, I got a flat tire. Maybe we don't get like a big gold star for being, you know, Karnak the psychic, but we've given our clients actionable intelligence. Um, so going back to this, how do you know when a card represents a, a process or situation or a person, uh, or a person, or not just a person, let's say a, a state of being like, um, let's say that the queen of wands is a person, but it describes the attitude that the boss is taking. Well, it's a feminine, again, when I say feminine, I better clarify this. 
in electromagnetics and metaphysics and uh, yeah, we have a thing called masculine and feminine. It's probably need a better term, but it means like aggressive, pushy, um, outward versus seductive, drawing in negative polarity. So feminine, uh, for example, so let's say the boss is having a queen of wands attitude towards this new project. It's very hands off. I'm imperialistic. Satisfy me. Show me how great this is. You know, kind of imperialistic. Um, um, I'm the queen. I'm not going to go out and do it, but I want it done right. And I will take credit for it when it's done. That's that's more of a queen of wands attitude than, let's say, a knight of coins. Does that make sense? Yes. What I'm trying to just get at is that court cards, just to throw this in the mix, court cards can also indicate the state of being or the attitude somebody has if it is a person, not just the fact that it's a person. And this is why clarifying your questions using a, uh, a spread that has fixed meanings in the, you know, because uh, Queen of Wands could be anything, but Queen of Wands is what you fear. Queen of Wands is uh, what's coming up in your future. Well, Queen of Wands is uh, why you did this in the first place. Um, a lot of times, even when we're spot on, we'll come across a court card in a reading and we'll have to go, okay, um, I'm not getting an exact read on this. So here's what I'm in. We have to break it down. Okay, okay. This Queen of Wands in the what's that, third position is foundational. This is what's going on behind. You know, okay, we've gone through everything. We know what you're going through. We know how you're going to go. We know what you're afraid of and what you want, and other people are doing it. Um, so, like, this is Queen of Wands. It's your motivation. So you say, well, we've got this very Queen of Wands motivation here. Let me ask you a question, and I'm not shopping around. And this is how I talk to my clients, if I have. I say, look, I'm, you know, I'm not shopping around, so, you know, I don't want you to, to feel like you have to give me information. I go, oh, yes, that's what I meant. Um, but but at this point, you know, I've wowed them enough to, like, hey, you know, I can trust this guy. And, he, you know, he's got good information, but he's also not saying that he's, like, you know, uh, that, Uri Geller or whatever, bending guy. It's like, um, uh, so I'll have to say, hey, I'm getting here that there's a feminine presence. And, and what I choose, I try first is to, to really see if my brain will give me something. The worst thing is you're staring at a card and it's just like your intuition just, just shut off. It's like, put up a little closed sign. Nope, got nothing. Uh, okay, well, it's a female and uh, it's a, a Sagittarius, Leo, or Aries. Um, so if you're stuck, preferably in a fixed position spread, like, you know, again, go pick Celtic Cross as first example. Take the card position. See what the card position says. The card position says this card will answer the question from this point of view. And only this point of view. Okay, so this foundational. Well, that helps, but it doesn't really help a lot. We know that this Queen of Wands is, uh, is foundational. Um, is there anything in your head? No. Is there any other cards that point to this? Because sometimes cards work together. Ah, great. But let's say no. You know, we're striking out. No, 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 no. All right. Now, we're at this point, uh, specifically with the Queen of Wands in the foundational position. We can talk to our clients and say, 
Uh, I'm seeing here that, that there's a feminine presence that's been very ins- inspirational. Or and again, if, if it's uh, if it's upright, inspirational. If it's it's reversed, it's negative. Uh, let's say upright. It's like um, given your situation with what you're doing, you know, because obviously I fill in the words of what they're doing. You know, give, so here because I'm making this up, I don't have a situation. But given the situation, what you're doing, how it's going to work out, and, and how it looks like you're proceeding. Um, how does this fit in? Does this make any sense? It, it's okay to ask a client that. You, let's say one card per per spread maximum. Uh, you know, we don't want to keep asking. Well, what about this? What about this? And, oh yeah, wait a second. In. But it's okay if a card doesn't make sense. You can you can consult your client. And say, don't don't look at the Queen of Wands. Like here, you know, just this picture. But but what I'm hinting at is like uh, there's a woman. There's a presence. Is it does this make sense? If they say no, you're like okay. At that point, you can open up the card. At that point, you can drop a clarification card mm-hmm. um, if you get stuck. Uh, and that goes back into your third question of um, uh, not just yes or no spreads, but um, when is it okay to work with one card spreads or, or right. how to do them properly? I really like using one card spreads as follow-ups. Now, again, this is my personal preference. I like fixed position spreads because they work. I don't necessarily always use them. Sometimes I use the completely opposite snow spread reading technique. We're just shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. And as your client's talking, you're like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, you cut the deck, you pull a card, and you're like, ah. Um, or they're saying, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, uh, shuffle, shuffle. And then a card comes out, and you're like, oh, yes, yes. And then you, it's more like an engaging conversation. Now, again, this technique works better for some people, usually Gemini's, um, but also... If you are talking to a client who just needs to talk, you know, uh, if you have a really good connection with your client and they need to talk. Um, but again, this, this all goes into deciding what spread you're going to use based on just really what you're picking up. Because the problem with like a fixed position spread is like you really are on stage. I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm talking, I'm talking. And then you can go, you know, take the your client. Does that make sense? But some people really want to give you a lot of input. So, you know, that's that's where I'm like, ah, I can't just read this way. Um, but nonetheless, so if we for the most part, let's say hypothetically, read fixed position spreads. Um, that is like a good baseline. It's like building a stage, uh, Rolling Stones concert. I don't, I don't know. This is, I, actually, I know why, because I actually worked on a Rolling Stones concert tour once. Okay, fine. It doesn't matter. We had to go to Dodger Stadium, which is a bunch of grass. It's like a $100,000 lawn, or actually a million-dollar lawn. I'm sorry. I was underestimating it. It's just grass, but they're like, there's a Dodgers play on this. Don't you dare with your hippies. You know, We had to lay out this mesh before we could lay down the thicker mesh, before we could lay down the plywood, just so we could walk. Then, of course, we had to build a stage and a big stage. Then we had to put up decorations and all the giant clowns and ramps and because you know, it's over oh, the Rolling Stones. Long before those stupid musicians came out, it was like three days of setting up all this crap and then taking down all the scaffolding so nobody saw and protecting the lawn and all that stuff. Um, there's a point to all this. Uh, I'm looking back at the, the, the uh, question you asked. So I can figure out the use this is all foundational. So the idea of a fixed position spread is we do our reading. We've done our reading. The concert is done. Now 
the band can come out and do encore songs. Um, they can play anything they want because it's music. You know, it's like we already know. Oh, we already bought our tickets. Oh, we're already here. Now, whether we know her that song or not, we've had such a good time. We're like, yay. Then, of course, we know we hear a song we like. It's even better. So I like to think of the cards, I guess, in a way of like follow-up cards or expansion cards or clarification cards. This is anything after the spread. And I just leave the spread out. And as long as I haven't used like 20 or 30 cards out of out of my deck, um you know, once you get too far in, it's like, well, you know what? You're kind of using a lot of the cards. You're skewing the statistics. So you may not be able to get the good answers, the, the, the clear answers you want. Um, I have done readings with the full deck. Don't like it. Tried it. I, I know people who read with the entire deck, but I don't believe that every single card is applicable to somebody's situation. Oh, look, death, tower, death, tower, you know, devil. No, is I'm just talking about my baptism here. You know, you don't have to. Uh, these are all, you know, we have a pool of possibilities. That's what the cards are. And the ones that bubble up are the ones that we need. Ah, you know, we don't need to use them all. So in that sense, I really like you have. Oh, that's, that's where I was going with it. Three days to build this stupid stage. By the time the stones get on, uh, we've already done all the work. You give a reading with a, let's say again, not to preach Celtic cross, but just as an example, rather than keep running and saying things, you give a reading with that spread and you do it well, you know what's going on with your client. Like your intuition is wide open. You've got a psychic bond. Uh, you know, they ask a question. You don't even need a card. You're like, ah, pfft whatever you know you're blah 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 and then you go into the motion she flip a card and you're like look see see didn't i just tell you yeah so that's where we want to be is we want to be so good that we don't need the cards and so the process that i'm trying to to help you with is it sounds a little circumvential or circuitous there's a i know that word i could probably spell it out um but you know circuit and then circuitous uh <laughs> It sounds about right. Yeah, his word's not working today. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Does this actually help uh, answer your questions? Yes. Well, so I guess, uh, well, I mean, from what I can get from this lesson is that, say, if I want to use even yes or no spread, I can do it because uh, well, I can just really you can always use yes or no. Deck. Yeah. But 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 of course, uh, if I don't want to lose some information, I should really, like you said, kind of feel in the dark and see what is the best spread. And if if it's in fact yes or no, I will do this. But let me not. let me ask you this: If somebody asks you a yes or no question, should I get married to this guy? Is this guy the one? Because you get that a lot. You know? Well, not a lot. Okay, you'll you'll get that occasionally. Is this guy the one? Bling. Yes. They're not satisfied with that. I promise you. It's like, wait, that wasn't worth my thirty dollars. <laughs> okay, no, I see. Yeah, okay, great. So, yeah, yeah, the, just just so you know, if you want to answer a yes or no question, here's what I'd like you to do before you commit to to going yes or no spread. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with the yes or no spread. Try to find out what's behind that question. Okay. I I mean, you can answer that question. But know that you're, you know, that 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 that's not a satisfactory answer. It's like what they want. What would be a valid answer? Um, you know, should I this that whatever? Okay, 
tell you what, I can answer that question. No, I can pull a card to answer that question for you. Not I can answer that question. Uh, I can answer that question, meaning uh, let's get some more information. I will do a Celtic cross. Again, I'm only saying Celtic cross because I don't want to keep going. To, oh, okay. I do a this or that spread. Here, okay, this or that spread. Option one, option two. See how that could be. Or I'll cast, here it comes, Celtic cross for this option, Celtic cross for that option. In other words, you could do different spreads to make a, a this or that reading. Um, what I would prefer that you do, except, you know, when you're reading at a party or something really trivial, you know, or, if you have a little bit, even a little bit of time, try to grab a spread that's not specifically an up or down vote, yes or no. And something that says, here's what happens if you do, here's what happens if you don't. And therefore, you can give your client information to allow them to make up the decision on their own. Well, here's what happens if you do, here's what happens if you don't. Which one of these scenarios sounds more pleasant? Okay. Because that way, your client will be so much more satisfied than just like, yes or no. Now, on the other hand, again... Let's say, God forbid, the president calls you up and it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> that Mars is attacking. I need to know, should I push this button? Well, I don't even know what the button does. I got 10 seconds to know. My finger's down. Do I push the red button or the green button? It's like, uh, we really should be able to develop our yes or no abilities to okay. be able to deliver yes or no answers on the spot. Not saying that it's going to be accurate because that's not the way the tarot really works the best. So I'm, I don't want to spend all this time telling you all the alternatives to yes or no and then end up making you go, ha ha, I'm never answering your yes or no question. No, 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 it does answer the question. It, yeah, I understand, I understand why you mentioned before that, you know, this should not be used too much. It's, it's tempting. The problem is that I just find that people don't understand the tarot or how it works. You know what? God bless them, blah, blah, blah. That's just the way life works. It's like, uh, hey, did you know? No, because nobody knows. Here's what we know about the tarot. Oh, I saw in a horror movie, um, somebody in church said it's the devil, even though it was invented by Catholics. Oh, people in Europe are like, what? No, it's not devil. It's, it's like bridge. You know, matter of fact, that's the game of tarot. I mean, game is like you know it's literally the progenitor bridge uh it's like it's a game we play you know it's like hey, hey look the magician ha 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 i win i take all your chips it's like what no uh it's that kind of stuff you know whatever this is a game of trumps uh so we there's so much misinformation out there that when people come to us for readings they know what they want to know more often, even when they say they don't want to know what they want to know, because here's a great way to get somebody to tell you what they want to know. I don't know. Just tell me anything. Fine. Give them a generic reading. Pick a topic that you want to answer. You know, don't even give them a generic reading. Just say to yourself, hmm, okay, I want to see how your relationship's going. Okay. And so, oh, I'm, ah, okay, this is what's going on in your relationship. Yeah, that's fine. That's why, that's not why I came here. I'm sorry. No, I want to know, but, and all of a sudden, Something sparks in their head. I want to know this. And like, hmm. okay. So people generally know what they want to know. Otherwise, they wouldn't have come in. Generally, occasionally, it's like, oh, I did it on a lark. Okay, there's an exception to every rule. Um, but 
they don't know how to ask. And plus, it's very intimidating. It's like, oh, my God, you read cards. You know, my grandmother used to read cards and she's like super psychic. Or I saw Darth Vader force stroke a guy. It's like, again, it's all lumped in together as in psychic people are Pisces and only Pisces people are psychics. So we hide all this stuff under a rock. And then we wonder why people walk in and ask the craziest questions. So this, again, becomes more of like, wow. So it's your job to be able to very carefully decipher your clients so you can best help them uh, because they'll know what they want to know a lot more than they know how to ask. Okay. No, that's great. Yeah, I think this, well, this does answer the question I had. So basically, it's not that the spread would be wrong. It's just, it's not going to answer, give the answer that they are looking for or you want to give. You know, again, I, I like to think that our whole point is let's satisfy the, the client. And again, you can always, you can always do a yes or no. But if, if we do a little bit more talking, and see, that's another thing. Uh, I have a saying in school is always be shuffling. I make my students write it out. A, B, S, always be shuffling. Make it like a nervous habit. You know, hi, hello. Time to start shuffling the cards. You know, you're talking, you're you know, eyeballs to eyeballs, that kind of stuff. But just down here, you're just kind of shuffling. You're actually, whether or not we really consciously think about it, we're actually kind of taking the energy of the conversation mm-hmm. and kind of shuffling it into the cards. So it's kind of like pre-shuffling in the sense of by the time that we get to asking a question, we ought to, it's kind of like um, stretching or limbering up before you do exercise. Right. Cards are already a little bit more warmed up. You know, if we just sat there and didn't touch anything, like, okay, mm, uh-huh, okay, now I'm going to pick up my cards and I'm going to shuffle. Well, God, now uh, take a couple of minutes. As you're shuffling, talk to your clients. Uh, and again, it's a, it's a two good, it's a it's a double whammy. You're uh, you are mixing up the cards because we do have to mix up the cards. Uh, you know, randomizing them before we program them before we say here, you know, get these ones to the top, uh, yeah. or or however you're going to read, you know, because you might just need one or two at the time. Um, and also at the same time, it gives you an excuse to sit there and talk to your client. This is a problem that you'll have on uh, like psychic phone lines and. Um, I had a love-hate thing with psychic phone lines. I didn't like the idea that my clients were like, tick, 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 tick. Every minute, it was like, cling, $5, $5, $5. Very expensive phone line. And um, it's for many, many years. So I felt rushed, which stresses you out. So then you feel like you're not going to give good answers, and then you don't give good answers, or you're not giving your best work. You're like, no, I can do better. This is something. And then you angry at yourself. So uh, it is just a downward spiral. Um but so with phone lines, it's a little bit different. But for everybody else, you can take two to three minutes. You can take five minutes if you if you want. As long as you're conversing with them and they're feeling relaxed and you're relaxed, it really helps them to open up to you and ask what they really want to know. And it's not that we're, we're not like stage magicians. We're like, I have an R. Anybody got an R? You know, we're not we're not fishing. But much like asking somebody out on a date, if you have any knowledge at all of them, 
you might know where they want to go. You might know what they like. It's not so much I'm going to decide for you and you're either going to like it or not, but this is the date I'm presenting you with. So in that sense, the the more you, you kind of understand where they're going with this, not only does it build your psychic bond with them, it influences the cards and, and so on and so forth, but it really allows your, your you know, just the logical brain to go, oh, I understand. Um, all of this stuff seems circumvential, but it really does. It, it just erases so many things that could go wrong. All right, I'm going to go. I, I George, okay, can't thank you enough for this. I I get to rant for for no 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 no. I well I thank you because it really did clarify a lot of things. I mean, well you read or, or, or you know I listen to a podcast. It's one thing, but you know this sort of one-on-one -on -one lesson gives much much more information. It gives like more direct connection. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. Hope we can do it again sometime. Oh no, absolutely. Um, tell you what, check back with me in a couple of weeks or, or a month or two. I mean, just let me know whether this information has actually helped or not. And at that point, maybe we'll uh, we'll come up with some other thing that we can help solve. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, George, yeah. take care. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thanks. Yep. Bye.